Welcome, everybody, to the Pete Bean Pete podcast. And, well, you probably guessed it. That's right. I am Pete. In this podcast, we'll be talking about what it's like to be a Pete and what it's like for me to deal with things like aggression, depression, anxiety, and what it takes for me to just basically survive a day. And it's not always easy, but I managed to do it. So sit back, relax, and listen to one human talking to a bunch of other humans about, well, what it's like to be human. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Pete Bean Pete podcast. Now on this episode, I'm going to talk about something kind of serious. And I'm interested to get feedback from people. And I'm serious. I would really like some feedback from people on this topic. And that's friends or being in relationships while being a person with mental health issues. And I know it's tough. I know it's tough to be the person with the mental health issues. And I know it's tough to be the person that's in the relationship or in friendship without mental health issues. And, you know, I was kind of remembering things this morning and I'll talk about what's personally happened to me in the past. And then I've got some questions for y'all. So have you ever been invited to go somewhere and you're going with someone else and that person that you're going with says to you, if you can't be normal or if you feel like you're not doing good, then I don't want you to go to this event because you're just going to make everybody's night miserable. Has anyone ever said that to you? And if they have, how have you reacted? Because, you know, my thing is, is I'm not sure how I actually reacted in the past when that happened. And it's happened to me in the past. You know, it's happened to me in the past years and years and years ago. And something came up today and it kind of just made me remember what that felt like. You know, what it felt like to be told by someone that I cared about, hey, we're invited to this, but I don't want you to go if you think you can't be normal. And that brings up the topic of how do we deal with friendships and relationships when we have mental health issues? Now, I generally, and I've talked about this before, I don't go out a lot. You know, I'll go to concerts or festivals with, you know, friends when friends bands are playing or if I'm out with Massacre doing tour manager duties or whatever, I I can go do that stuff. However, I'm not just going to go to some concert or some random party or event because that's just not me. I don't feel comfortable doing those things. and I don't like doing those things. Honestly, I don't like a lot of humans. You know, I find myself being uncomfortable around people. And so therefore I know that I shouldn't be doing those kind of things. And by saying that, I would like to say this, that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy going out when I do go out. If I'm going out to a concert and I'm hanging out with friends that are playing, I, I have fun. You know, it's the same as if I'm out on tour with Massacre doing tour manager duty stuff. I have fun. You know, it's fun for me to be out there with friends doing things. And I'm in a safe environment, you know. I don't have to be out there with large groups of people and be uncomfortable because obviously I can hide backstage, you know, and not have to be out there in the masses of people. But I enjoy it. I do enjoy getting out. 
You know, now I don't enjoy getting out in certain situations. Now, let's discuss going out with other people. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with when you go someplace if you suddenly find yourself not feeling good? And let's just say it's a party or it's even, let's just say this, let's just say it's a dinner. Let's say you've gone out to dinner with a friend or a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, and it's a large group of people and you get to the restaurant and you order food and all of a sudden you find that you're not feeling so great. You know, maybe anxiety is kicking in. Maybe you're starting to have panic attacks. Maybe, you know, your feet are starting to sweat. Your hands get clammy. You know, maybe you get a little lightheaded. How do you deal with that? Now, in the past, I guess I've kind of tried to ride those things out. And I think by doing that, um, I may have gotten aggressive, not aggressive towards other people that I'm like punching people in the head, but I guess I probably, you know, I show things on my face when I'm having panic or when I'm depressed or that kind of stuff. I'm not one of those people that can sometimes hide it. I can, but in those kind of instances, sometimes I just can't because sometimes I feel boxed in and then things kind of get, uh, get kind of, I don't get, I don't know. I don't want to say awkward, but you know, I just don't feel good anymore. And maybe I excuse myself, you know, maybe I try to leave before everyone else. You know, I try not to be the first person to leave, but sometimes I am because sometimes it just becomes too much to deal with. And the worst thing is when you're with there with someone else at an event or a dinner or something like that, how does that person react when you need to leave? I will tell you, I've had people with me that have been totally cool. And I've had people that have made it seem like I'm the biggest asshole in the world and I'm destroying everything about the night. And it's all my fault. And that everybody else had a shitty night because I suddenly had panic attacks or anxiety or just didn't feel comfortable and just wanted to leave. No, it's not like I've ever said, hey, let's all go. I, I don't feel good. No, I, I I may have excused myself and left. And obviously, you know, I don't want to make a big scene out of it. I don't want to be like, yeah, I'm having panic attacks. I'm out of here. Fuck this place. Because that's that's also not cool. You know, I might say, yeah, I'm not feeling so great. Or yeah, I have a headache. Or yeah, it'd just be better if I left. And I guess since not everybody understands that I have mental health issues, that sometimes that, I guess, does look awkward. But if you're there with someone else and that someone else makes you feel like what you're doing is destroying everybody else's night, I don't know how, I don't know how to react to that. And that's my question to everyone out there that listens to this podcast how do you react to that? How do you react to a partner or a friend that basically says that to you? When you are going someplace, hey, if you can't be normal, then I don't want you to go with me. If you think you're going to have panic attacks, then I don't want you to go with me. You know, no one wants to be alone in life. 
But at some point, I guess you kind of have to ask yourself, if someone's saying that to you, is that the person, is that the right person for you? Is that the person that should be around you at that point? You know, is that the person that, I guess, is understanding? And look, I understand there are two sides to this coin. I understand completely that there is another person involved in this, whether it's a friend or a spouse or someone. I understand that they have feelings. I understand that they also have the right to enjoy themselves in that. And I, you know, I've never said, hey, we need to go now. I might've said, hey, I need to go, but I would never just, you know, get up and make someone that I went with leave because I'm not feeling good. You know, that's, that's also not cool, you know? And look, I get it. I understand if you're that other person that might seem a little bit awkward to basically come with someone and then suddenly have that someone you came with leave. But I, I just don't know. And that's my issue is I don't know how to react to that. I don't know how to react to the person when they tell you that if you can't be normal, they don't want you to go with them. I don't know how to react when I get to some place and that instance does happen where you feel like you do need to leave because you just don't feel comfortable anymore. You know, how do you deal with that? How do you excuse yourself from the situation without making a scene or without making, I don't know, without making people feel sorry for you or without, you know, I don't, I don't know. And so I guess the easiest thing to do is just not put, to not put yourself in the situation, right? Which is what I think most of us probably do. We just don't put ourselves in situations where that could happen. You know, we don't go out to events or parties or dinners because it's just too much for us sometimes. And I think sometimes we want to go to those kind of things and then either halfway get there or get there and realize this is too much for us. And then it's the issue of getting yourself out of it once you're in it. So I know I've said it in the past, but I would really, really, really like people's feedback on this because that's one of these things that I'm still kind of coming to terms with. I don't understand how or what reaction you should have to that. What reaction you should have to the person that's telling you, hey, if you can't be normal or if you think you're going to have panic or whatever, then I don't want you to go with me. How do you react to that? And then how do you react when you get someplace and you find yourself in this situation where you have to leave because you're having panic or something? And here's another question. Do all your friends, when you go someplace, do they know that you deal with your mental health issues? Now, surprisingly, I will say there are, are people that have listened to this podcast and have then only realized that I have mental health issues which probably sounds crazy to some of you, but it's the truth. I can exist in the world somewhat normally. Yeah, I because I don't go out to a lot of things, I see people from time to time, and when I do see them, it it's because I want to be out, you know? So it's not like 
people don't see me out from time to time because they do. But I would much rather not be out. I would much rather be in the backyard hanging out or playing music or recording a podcast or something like that than to be going out to a dinner or a fest or some sort of party or that kind of event. You know what I mean? That's just, I just don't feel comfortable in those situations to begin with. So let me know. I I would really like to know how you deal with all that stuff. And I'm going to give you the uh, email address at the end, but I'll also drop it here. Let me know how you deal with that stuff. It's Pete Bean Pete podcast at gmail.com. That's Pete Bean Pete podcast, all one word at gmail.com. And let me know how you deal with those things I was just talking about. So here's the next thing I want to talk about today. And this is something that I know a lot about, and that is panic attacks. And someone asked me the other day, they said, how do you react when you're having a panic attack? What do you, what's the first thing you do when you realize you're having a panic attack? And I got to tell you, the first thing I do now is I start talking myself in my brain through what is happening to me. And I start telling myself, well, you know, I've, I've done these before. I've gone through all this before. This isn't going to hurt me, you know, and I start doing the breathing and all that stuff. However, I will tell you, it wasn't always like that for me, obviously. And there was a time where I had no control over my panic attacks and it just, they would just build on themselves. You know what I mean? It was like, a small stone turned into a big stone, which turned into a boulder, which turned into a mountain of panic attacks. And it got brutal at one point until, and this is a big until, I actually taught myself and learned what actually was happening to myself when I was having a panic attack. And once I realized what was happening to me, I wasn't having a heart attack and I was going to survive all this, it slowly started getting better. It slowly started getting to the point where I could, you know, deal with everything. Now, I will tell you that for about two years, I carried a book around with me constantly. And that was the Anxiety Answer Book, right? I carried that around with me and there are two chapters in there dealing with panic attacks that I can, I have it highlighted. A friend of mine currently has the book. I'm hoping that I can get the book back at some point so I can post pictures of all my highlights. And I wrote in the side of the pages, you know, all different stuff. Uh, And I now only have a digital copy on Kindle. However, I thought maybe this would be something cool for me to go over with people because people have asked me, you know, what it was, what was that one thing? If there was one thing uh, that kind of started helping me get through my panic attacks and there was something, you know, the big thing I will attribute, attribute to my being able to deal with panic attacks was the book, the anxiety answer book. Now here's something they talk about. They talk about in the book, You should write down on kind of like post-its or uh, eight by five by three by five cards or that kind of stuff. I just carried the book with me. Uh, Maybe now you would probably do it in your cell phone, you know, but put some of these things in there, which I'm going to read out to you. Now, these are just things you should be telling yourself while you're in the middle of having a panic attack. 
you know, something that will kind of bring you down and let you know that, you know, hey, look, this isn't going to kill me. And what's happening to me, you know, it's not, it's not bad. It, it seems bad, but it's not bad, you know. So here's something. Anxiety is normal. You know, tell yourself that. Tell yourself what's happening to you is normal. What's happening to you isn't abnormal. It's better to have too much anxiety than not enough anxiety, which I agree completely with. You know, I'm one of those people that always, I'm cautious about things. And sometimes my anxiety has probably kept me out of situations that might have harmed me. Now, here is the big one for me. I'm not having a heart attack or a stroke. You know, that once I finally was able to understand that, things really changed for me. That was the big game changer for me, was realizing that I wasn't having a stroke or a heart attack. The next one is anxiety is designed to protect me, not hurt me, which is true. Anxiety is there to protect you. These feelings are uncomfortable, but not dangerous. There's the other one. It feels shitty. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything and tell you that having a panic attack, oh, it's not bad bullshit. Having a panic attack before you learn what's happening to you and before you learn how to kind of talk yourself down from it is honestly one of the most scary experiences I've had in my life. And I've been in a couple wars, people. And I will tell you that those first panic attacks scared the shit out of me more than anything I'd gone through in any war. And that is the that is the honest truth. Here's something. I've been through countless panic attacks and they've always passed. Now, I know that's something that when you're sitting in the middle of the panic attack, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like it's going to last forever, but I can promise you it's not going to. They don't last forever. It may feel like it lasts forever. And you know, I started timing mine because I I was in the very rare minority of people that had, I had longer panic attacks. I've had panic attacks that went on for over an hour, which scientifically it puts me in like the 0.001% of people that have panic attacks. Generally, they don't go on that, go on for that long, but mine have. And I will tell you, after having a panic attack for an hour or longer, uh, the next day you're absolutely useless because your body is so exhausted that you know what I mean. You just you just can't exist after that. The next thing is, I don't have to make this sensation stop. My body will stop them naturally which is very true. Your body cannot continue to produce these endorphins. Yeah, it, it these all this stuff is going to slow down at some point. Yeah, you you don't you don't your body doesn't have an endless amount of this stuff that it's going to keep, you know, pumping out. So, you're going to be okay. Anxiety is temporary. That's very true. My heart is designed to beat this fast and faster. That's another thing. You know, I forgot until I went back and, you know, read over this chapter and looked over the book again was I actually used to start 
getting a blood pressure thing and putting it on me in the middle of having a panic attack, that was a bad idea. Don't never, never do that. Never, you know, start measuring, you know, your blood pressure while you're having a panic attack because that's just going to elevate everything. You know what I mean? That's what you end up focusing on is, you know, my heart's beating so fast. Yes, your heart does beat fast. I remember times where having panic attacks where I'd take off my shirt and you could literally just see my chest, you know, pumping, pump, pump, pump pump as my heart was going. But I survived and you will too, because your heart can take a lot. I can promise you that. Another thing is I'm not going to lose control or go crazy. That's true. You know, it, it never felt to me like I was going crazy. It, it's more, for me, it was more of a physical sensation. And I know there are people that have said, and you know, that having panic attacks made them feel like they were going crazy or they were losing control. And it does feel like that, but I personally never dealt with that. And if it does feel like that to you, just know that it's not going to last. And by the way, I understand that by me saying all this stuff, it's easy because it's easy for someone that's learned how to deal with panic attacks to tell you all this stuff. And until you learn it yourself, I know it sounds like a lot of blah, blah, blah. I get it. Trust me. I was one of those people. I'm like, fuck these people that say they know what's going on. They don't have a clue. My panic attacks are different. No, my panic attacks were the same as everyone else's panic attacks. Mine might've been a little bit more extreme than other people's panic attacks. There's no question about that. When you look over the, you know, what's happening to you when you have a panic attack, I checked all the boxes. Whereas most people don't check all the boxes, but I was one of those people that, you know, do check all those boxes. Um, now, here is something. Other people can't see what I'm feeling. Now, he, this tends to be something I disagree with to a point. I now can have a panic attack and no one will know what is happening to me. I don't know if that was the case early on. Early on when I was having panic attacks, I probably was, it was pretty probably pretty obvious that I was having a panic attack. Uh, now it wouldn't be. And here's the last point it says in here. It's not that I don't have enough air. I'm actually breathing and there's plenty of air. And that's something too, which was something that was big for me, which was learning to breathe when having a panic attack, learning that you're not suffocating and though I know it feels like your throat might be getting tighter and it might feel like your chest, especially your upper chest is starting to contract, but it's not really happening like that. There is more than enough air. You're not going to suffocate when having a panic attack. Yeah, you just, it just doesn't feel good. And that's basically what it comes down to. Panic attacks suck. There's no nice way of having a panic attack. There's no good side to having panic attacks. There isn't. It is a absolute shitty sensation. It is one of the worst things, if not the worst thing I've ever gone through as a human being. Of course, now it's different. However, at one point in my life, panic attacks absolutely destroyed me. And they pretty much destroyed my life for several years. I couldn't function until I learned to deal with them. And I will plug the book one more time 
The book that helped me is called The Anxiety Answer Book. If you have problems with anxiety, if you have problems with panic attacks, I cannot recommend this book highly. I'm not getting paid. I don't have an endorsement. I don't even know if the the book isn't in print. You can only get the book on um, Kindle and digitally now. Get the book. Read the book. It will help you. And like I said, I kept the book with me. It was... Everywhere I went, this book went with me. It was always in my backpack. It was always within arm's reach of me because as soon as I had started having a panic attack, I just started reading the book. I started going over all the symptoms of having a panic attack and how, okay, I'm having this one now, all right? I'm having this one now, okay? It's not killing me. It's not going to hurt me. It doesn't feel cool, but there it is. And this book truly helped me. So anyway, on that note, I'm kind of going to see myself out of this podcast and I'm going to say goodbye, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time you're listening to this. And please send me an email. If you're having problems with panic attacks, by all means, write with me, write me, write me an email. And, you know, I can, I can tell you what worked for me, you know, listen to the episodes. You'll find out more and more what actually worked for me and what helped me. So send me an email at petebeanpetepodcast at gmail.com. That's petebeanpetepodcast at gmail.com. And remember, if you battle with panic attacks, it's okay. It's natural to have a panic attack. And in time, you will learn to deal with them. And in time, you will learn to lessen the effects. So if you are in the middle of trying to learn to deal with your panic attacks, don't give up. I promise you, it took me a couple years. Don't give up. There is relief out there. You will learn to deal with it all. And if I can help you, send me an email. So there you go. Thank you guys for listening and you are awesome.